0: Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips.
1: A very warm welcome to Going Greyhounds, the 20th of July 2021, 10.33am currently the time. Mark almost with you. Good to have your company. Gee, fair bits happened over the last week. Despite no feature racing in New South Wales, there's still been a lot to report. We'll start off with the other states first. At Ipswich on Saturday, four heats of the Ipswich Young Guns. Northern Rivers trainer Andrew Monaghan will have two representatives in Bold Hornet and Magic Prince a runner-up and a winner respectively there. And Pottsville trainer and legend Steve Cavanaugh also qualified Lewis Rumble through to the final. Also, recent Group 1 Tab Queensland Cup winner and, of course, the pride of South Australia, Sir Traculant knocked off a handy field to claim the Ipswich Grand Prix. And at the Meadows on Saturday night, Two heats of the Group 3 Fireball for the Stayers, won by I'm Easy Boys and Whatever I Say, followed by eight heats of the Group 1 Maturity, highlighted by Handsome Rhino and Aston Fastnet and Cablenz in the following heat, duelling it out. Finals to come this weekend. At New South Wales, Wednesday at Warhope, worth mentioning, Zipping Liam was the first of two winners for Dennis King-Solomon. Vicious won the last for the Mount George trainer. Congratulations to Jason Lincoln involved there in Zipping Liam. Last year's Tab Million Dollar Chase runner-up, Sherry, returned for new trainer Wayne Hunter, first up at Dapto on Thursday night. After nearly six months off, he was game but touched off by Light and Lily for Jordan Twiddle, who trained a double on the night. Friday... Afternoon at Goulburn, death taxes and Manila beef in a Masters race, winning at a short quote. Friday night at Richmond, great to see the return of Group 1 Peter Mossman Opal winner. Lily Banner return after nearly nine months off the scene to go 22.81, over 400 metres, a double to Andrew Bell, who we'll speak to later, and he features later in the news also. Saturday morning at Richmond, up the straight, two track records. That's right, two. Firstly in Race 5, the talented... And fast, Jihad Estefan, uh, trained Here Comes Joe, went 17.48 before King Powerway in race seven. But Lorraine Atchison ran the same time to make it five in a row and five from seven overall. So 17.48 a couple of times on uh, Saturday morning there at Richmond up the straight. Wind a factor. Also, a special mention to Funky Girl, for Millerad Stenyak, who went 17.50, 200s from Here Comes Joe, and Kings Powers records and has also taken a liking to the Richmond straight track. Uh, Jason McKay treble at the Gardens Saturday, uh, straight shift cool Burbski and Zipping Heat, all clocking respective best of night times. Keeping in mind, Burbski was the only 600 of the evening. Saturday night at Bulleye, a double to Dave Smith and Ebby Evie, Evie Infrared won again at the track that uh, he loves. We'll speak to the trainer of the consistent chaser, Mick Ebron. Soon... Casual Glance moved up the ranks to become Kibo's second best son in prize money earnings, that is, after going 29.74, best of the night on Saturday night at Dubbo over the 5.16 for Michelle and Michael Lill. Sunday night at Richmond, Andrew Bell took 22 greyhounds to the races. And we'll chat to Andrew shortly. Uh... Topical tip, Removalist took out the last at Bathurst yesterday uh, for Matt Murphy. Also, Springview Chief and Old Ace Banner gave recent birthday boy Mick Hardman and cornelli yesterday at Bathurst. Happy birthday to you, Mick. Jack Smith also left the track with a double. Uh, Source added more success for the Lills last night at Maitland and Jody Lord trained a treble at Nowra last night. But the headline act out of the meeting was two-time Group 1 winner Wow breaking the week-old 520-metre track record going 29-28, a whole tenth faster than Bandit Ned from last week. Let's get into going greyhounds. The putter's panel is the Punters' pal. I'm with Fast Coney here, who's been pretty consistent this preparation. I think he's ready
0: for the uh, 1,200 metres again. I believe he gets a nice setup from Barrier 5. Outside of the map, he has plenty of
2: fitness on board and doesn't mind the wet. Fast Coney getting a rails run and hitting the line. Hard Fast Coney showing great zip up the inside. And Fast Coney put paid them 1 by 2.5. The putter's panel, 9 o'clock Friday morning on Racing HQ, Sky Sports Radio. <laughs>
3: Kosciuszko is back! And so is your chance to earn a share in a racehorse running in the $1.3 million country showpiece on Tab Everest Day, October 16. To enter the draw, purchase a $5 Kosciuszko ticket on the Tab app or at your local. The more tickets you buy, the greater your chances of winning. Hurry, they're on sale now! Entry open to New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales. Permit number GOCSC 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1 800 858
0: 858. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds.
2: Piper keeping midfield away and now Burns forward to take up the lead. Two and a half lengths clear of my boy Max, followed by Karajini Jack and off the track is Brisker. And then came Eva One, Cedar Bows next to last, Amarillo last, but to the burned, Piper keeping's got right away from my boy Max and Piper keeping wins easily,
1: rattling in the second spot, Eva One followed by my boy Max. What a way to cap off a brilliant night at Richmond. Uh, For Andrew Bell, that was Piper Keeping. Two winners on Friday night at Richmond. Uh, A winner at Dapto last Thursday, a winner last Wednesday at Richmond, and it was all capped off by Piper Keeping there, giving our next guest, Andrew Bell, six winners on the program at Richmond after taking 22 greyhounds to the races. Also three seconds and four thirds. Uh, Andrew, thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds, and a massive congratulations.
4: Yeah, thank you.
1: Um, Bit of a... When's the last time... you, you? you take a lot of dogs to the races, but can you remember the last time you, you got a 6 tet or any of uh, any that, of that amount of winners? Like, what's your biggest uh, haul from a day at the races?
4: Yeah, five winners is the most amount of winners we've ever had. We've had yeah. that four or five times, and, yeah, we've never had six before, so it was a great achievement.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it <laughs> arguably could have been a, a couple more.
4: Yeah, well, the fir- first fella... Winlock Laddie, he sort of led and just got pipped on the line. Otherwise, yeah, it could have been a bit more.
1: Now that's a, that's a fantastic achievement. Also, just take me through logistically to take twenty-two dogs to the races. Obviously, they they come in the uh, in the van. I'm guessing. Um, who do you have helping you? I guess uh, lead them up and catch them and the rest of them. Have you got Have you got a uh, a big team with you?
4: Not a big team at the moment because because of, of restrictions and whatnot. Mm. But we. We have two vans and two trailers, so that's how we cart them all in there. And um, Here at at home, we have like um, eight of us in the family, so it's pretty much a very um, family effort. Um, And, yeah, we all head into the races. I've got another fellow that helps me at the track there and a a couple of owners that I had to come just for one race because we had like five dogs in one race, so we had to have five handlers and five catchers, so that was a bit bit of a struggle but we got <laughs> we got through it okay and it it all worked out okay.
1: Absolutely. Uh again repeating a huge performance. It was 22 runners you took, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, that yeah. that's correct. It was 22. 25 and a couple of them got injured earlier in the week so I had to scratch them and um yeah, one was a reserve that never got a run so we ended up with 22 starters and we we kenneled the 22 dogs in in 23 minutes so it was it was a well-oiled oiled Efficient. machine that day.
1: Okay? Absolutely. Now, tell us more about Cedar Lodge, uh, where it's based, how big the team of dogs, and you've just touched on the people.
4: Yeah, it, it's very much family effort. We we live at, um, at a little place called Worumbi, which is sort of west of Penrith, uh, sorry, south of Penrith, mm. about half an hour from Penrith. And um, yeah, Richmond's sort of our local track. Um, we have about 40 dogs in work. Um, we race most days. We've only sort of been here in Sydney for about three years. We come down from the bush in a little place called Bogabri up near Canada, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, when we first got here, we really struggled with the the quality of dogs down here compared to the the dogs that we brought down. But over the last few years, we've we've managed to get a, a number of good owners, and we've bought some better class dogs, and yeah, now we seem to be going okay.
1: Tell us about the the switch from Bogebro between Gunnera and, and Narrabri, as you mentioned, to coming down to Warombi.
4: Yeah, it was a big it was a big move. We sold everything up up there, so there was sort of no going home. We had to make sure that this worked. And as I said, the first couple of months, we, I think we had four or five starters at Richmond in the first month, and never run a place. And I sort of I laid awake at night. Thinking, what have I done? Brought the whole family down and mm. sold everything. But yeah, as it turned out, we we slowly but surely got there, and yeah, now we're going great guns. So
1: beautiful. Now I was reading an article from back in two thousand and nineteen, saying that your focus, uh, well, had turned and, and was turning towards breeding. That was that. Was, I think that was back in two thousand and nine or thereabouts. Uh, how's that venture now going, Andrew?
4: Yeah, we've got a hundred odd pups here now. Wow. Um, our first ones that we bred are only just sort of getting broken in now, so we haven't sort of come through with our own breed just yet. We've just been relying on dogs that we've purchased and, mm. and whatnot. But, yeah, over the next year or so, you'll see quite a number of our pups coming through, and hopefully, yeah, we we'll go good with them too.
1: And uh, any, any dogs for us to follow here on Going Greyhounds?
4: Uh, I've got a number of good dogs in the kennels at the moment. Mm. Um collecting models are a beautiful little bitch. Mm. she's been going good um, fence lady's just gone off the boil a little bit at the moment but she was going great guns um good odds rebel just puts in 120 percent every time um, yeah there's a, a, a number of good ones there
1: and they all uh, they all seem to go out there and the, the dogs that you mentioned they're just very consistent uh, do you have a have a secret to that?
4: No, the main thing I focus on with dogs is just mainly keeping them healthy, keeping mm. them fit, and you know, if you can do that, then they'll just try their hardest.
1: Well, it's only been a short amount of time that you've been training in the, the Sydney area, and it seems to be going wonderfully well for you, uh, proven by the performance of the camp on Sunday with six winners uh, from 22 runners there at Richmond. Andrew, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'm sure we'll chat again in the future soon.
4: No problem
1: at all. Andrew Bell there, training six winners of 12 races at Richmond on Sunday. It's been a very winning week. We're off to a short break here on Going Greyhounds before our next guest, Mick Ebrand. The putter's panel is the Punters' pal. I'm with Fast Coney here,
0: who's been pretty consistent this preparation. I'm, I think he's ready for the uh, 1,200 metres again. I believe he gets
2: a nice set up from Barrier 5. Outside of the map, he has plenty of fitness on board and doesn't mind the wet. Fast Coney getting a rails run and hitting the line. Hard Fast Coney showing great zip up the inside. And Fast Coney put Paythan one by two and a half. The putter's panel. Nine o'clock Friday morning on Racing HQ, Sky Sports Radio. <laughs> Darley Stallions, they win. September run driven out and the filly is going to do it again down the street. They sell. At 2.1 million, he goes, done. They get you to the big days. She has to dig deep, the filly, and Montefilia claims the two group ones in a week. Darley Stallions, they win, they sell, they get you to the big days. If you only breed one, breed with Darley in 2021. for the most exciting two minutes in sports the very best of u.s racing seven days a week looking at lee can't catch always dreaming who's the 143rd winner of the kentucky derby
3: live and exclusive across the sky racing network
0: on sky sports radio let's get back to going greyhounds
2: handsome prince from the inside away okay ebby infrared out fast and he'll go forward and he's settling down from Fire Legend. They're followed by Handsome Prince, who's third on the rails inside of Ice Cream Story. Zipping Kyrgios couldn't get over. It's right off the track from Redshift 7 and Ritsa Gloria. They come to the turn and Ebi Infrared cornered a little wide, but he's a clear leader on Fire Legend and Handsome Prince and Zipping Kyrios. but Ebi Infrared strides away, wins again and does it effortlessly. Photo second, Zipping Kyrgios who got home hard or Fire Legend. Handsome Prince, he's just
1: not... Yeah, one of my good. favorites it's Ebby Infrared and the trainer Ebbie Infrared too to be fair Mick Ebron joins us on the line now sitting at 95 starts, 39 wins, 19 seconds, 15 thirds, 6 group finals after that professional performance on Saturday night at Bulleye uh, where he has 2 thirds in in the group 2 Sierra Road Gold Cup affectionately known as AJ Aussie Junior, what an absolute beauty Mick good morning to you. Hey mate,
0: good morning how are you? He's going, he's He's always been a, you know, a top-class dog, but he's certainly back in a purple patch of his um, best form now, so, you know, it's tremendous.
1: Yeah, and seemingly going around, not disrespected in the market, but he always seems to go around at a good price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that for his fans. It's good. Yeah, absolutely, because he'd have plenty. Um, we all know Aussie mainly from all his exploits of winning on the track, but also his post-race ice cream binges.
0: Yeah, no, he's uh, certainly got his... Radar up on the ice creams, he's sort of going past McDonald's signs, he uh, starts letting out a bit of a whimper, and uh, at when he Park, actually now, he, when you get to the track, I think he's almost keener on the ice cream truck than he is on the, on the lure nowadays, he certainly knows the ice cream truck there, he wants to pull towards it every time he sees it.
1: Sometimes all we need is humans just to know that there's going to be a reward at the end of it, right? Uh,
0: Yeah, we need a couple of ice creams on the (laughs) (laughs) lot.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And Aussie's um, third best performed son, Aussie Infrared's third best performed son in Zipping Kyrgios ran second, so Quinella for the stud dog, which would give you extra reason to smile, Mick.
0: Yeah, the stud dog's going tremendous. There's a little bitch down in Victoria, Lala Kiwi was a little bit unlucky in the heat of the maturity, but she put together a couple of free-for-all wins at um, Sandown. So, yeah, um, should be a sort of another lot of uh, pups coming through in the next six months, so he's going,
1: going super. Very exciting. Uh, on the breeding side of things, tell us a bit about your theory in regards to the US dog breeds, uh, i.e. Belly Infrared and SH Avatar, who have both worked so well for you being the respective sizes of Aussie Infrared and Ebby Infrared. Um, is, it a, is it a case of toughness? You, you were texting me about this yesterday, and I yeah, I love the breeding side of the, the, the game on both the canine and the equine side of things. Uh, yeah. Tell us a bit about those theories.
0: The the mum Evie just passed away now that she was um, had a stop start racing career with injury so um, she had quite a period off came back and yeah did well again but I've sort of um, just doing the research and learning a bit from Jeff Collins and seeing that the US breeding lines they all they all like the top stud dogs there they all have a hundred starts um, which compared to here not, and you go through their mump, the Mumba dam lines, and some of the dams, incredibly, like have up to 200 starts and mm-hmm. then have a brooding career. So I thought, well, how good's that? So also looking for a bit of strength, and we um, we uh, actually struck speed with um, Aussie Infrared. He mm-hmm. fortunately didn't have a, a really long career because of a mishap on the lure at Sandown one day, but um, then we struck goal with Eby Riffash. at had about 130 starts and probably... Could have kept racing for a lot longer, except for time to sort of look at the breeding for her, and um, and now fortunately, yeah, past seems to have passed through with um, heavy infrared with AJ, a very sound dog, touch wood, um, ninety up to his ninety six start, and we've certainly got no plans to um, retire him at this point. He's going as good as ever.
1: So. Just- just back on Ebby Miss, uh, she obviously holds a very special place in in your heart. She's doing a tremendous job as a uh, as a brood bitch. But uh, tell us uh, about her. She's she's at your property.
0: No, she passed away. I'm yeah, but she, she's she's, um, um, she's, uh, she's, yeah, buried she's she's buried
1: at your property. Is she Mick?
0: buried here? It was yeah, We've got a little memorial site for her. Mm. She very special to us, and um, she lived here as a pet after she raced and in between breeding. So um, yeah, no, they're all special, but she was extra special.
1: Mm, terrific article on the uh, Greyhound Facts website. If you haven't checked it out, go and have a look. There's there's plenty on there and uh, some wonderful stories, including including Mick's story. Now, what about your 22-time group enlisted finalist in Ebby Ripper? Uh, how's she going? She's
0: good. She's got a litter to um, uh, Ritzaleni. Yep. They're five months old. They're rat bagged. <laughs> they're, uh, <laughs> they're going well. So, yeah, looking forward to them. And, um, a bit of spunk. What's that, sorry? A bit of spunk? Yeah, they've got that, yeah. <clears throat> we've kept all them, there's eight of them. And um, she's currently wandering around as as a pet, and um, when she comes on season, we'll look at breeding again with her.
1: Yeah, okay. Any ideas of who you'll go to for the next litter?
0: No, I haven't. It's sort of always a real headache working that out, <laughs> so I've sort of said I'll wait till she comes on season. She's, I think, 12 months part of season, so we've got a bit of time to think about it.
1: So until you're forced to make a decision, what about timely yeah. fashion for the team? Goes around at Gosford tonight, race 2-1, very short at around $1.50. Uh, should be getting the job done, Mick?
0: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I'm excited by her. I mean, she's got to prove it, but certainly first up, we're very happy with her performance. Um, I'm hoping she makes it into the good staying races. Um, mm. That's why James uh, caught us, purchased her, and um, she really nicely bred, and nice bitch, seems strong, and... Um, he put her best foot forward on Friday night so hopefully she's got to back it up you know, backing it up <clears throat> can be a challenge for him but all things being equal she should do the job again hopefully
1: and what about uh, tomorrow at Eye, both over the 472 metres Ebbie Infrared Race 5 has the 8 and fun guy Ebbie Race 6 1, uh, Ebbie Infrared will back up eh, AJ
3: yeah he's,
0: go- he's, he's really well there's no okay. problem there um, yep. he's uh, I think I don't think his record off the eight's great, but I think, like I reckon, he actually is a much better one-turn dog than he is two-turn. Even though he's sort of one-eight or twenty he won the Adapto, the race Adapto, um, I think he's a better one-turn dog. And I think the eight suits him great. He, that gives him room because he can be uh, sort of half a length miss it and then go quick. I did, mm. He did do that the other night, but that's what he regularly does. Sort of misses at half to three quarters. Um, and when he is sort of, that can be unforgiving, but on the big tracks, he just gets to use his motor. So I think he's well-drawn. It's a really good race, so full respect the opposition. But we'll see, what, see how he goes, but he's prime. Um, the other dog's probably outclassed in that race, um, but you know, he's there. We'll see what
1: happens. Well, best of luck, Mick, and, and thanks for coming on and best of luck with for Infrared again. Uh, an unbelievable record, as we mentioned at the top, 95 starts, 39 wins, 19 seconds and, and 15 thirds. Just so, so consistent. Best of luck uh, tomorrow night. Thanks,
0: mate. Thanks very much for having me on. Thank you.
1: Pleasure. Mick Ebron, very, very good man. Always great with his time after trialling dogs this morning. Uh, so big thanks to Mick for coming on Going Grace. We'll take a short break before our final guest... Sydney's newest greyhound chief caller. Everyone needs an injection of kindness. Kindness is simple and can change someone's day or life. Kindness is also contagious, so pass it on. If each one of us did just one act of kindness every day this Kind July, that would be 775 million acts of kindness across Australia. The possibilities are endless, and together, what a great country we can be. Do something kind this Kind July. Find out how you can get involved at staykind.org.
3: Form Guide, brought to you by the Kosciuszko. Tickets now available on the Tab app or website. TNC supply gamble responsibly call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858 Racing
2: HQ Saturday Gerald Ryan on Steely you know,
4: This season he's gone to another level and drops two and a half kilos today in a harder race he will run well you know if he takes his race form to Grandway he'll switch off and a nice big track he's done nothing since his win here two weeks ago so he can't go
2: and Steely charges to the lead now at the 150 and draws well clear it's all over by the shouting find the time. And we'll find you the winners. Racing HQ, six thirty Saturday, Sky Sports Radio.
0: On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds.
2: Yeah, they're off and racing now, zipping Freeman away. Okay, down on the inside, but Wet Sox is out fast. And Wet Sox will come across and lead at the first turn from Zipping Freeman. And there's Catch Me Nero. Bursting through the gap and dashing up fast to go to the lead. Next came Mia Marvel, Thelma Fruits. Well back is Zipping Ventura, but starting to make ground. My Effect Artful Dodger both out the back. But Catch Me Nero exploded away from them at the home turn. And put up 15 in the blink of an eye. Mia Marvel ran to second. But Catch Me Nero in an absolute rom. Won it by a dozen at least on Mia Marvel. Third Thelma Fruits. Fourth in zipping A Wednesday
1: night at Wentworth Park, a maiden might be considered insignificant to most in the scheme of things. And I mean that with all due respect to Ray Maggery and the owners of Catch Me Nero. But that was, in fact, Matt Jackson's first race call as chief Sydney Greyhound caller, taking over, of course, from Tim Newbold. Matt, welcome. How's the first, I guess, little less than a month been? Yeah, hello to you,
3: Mark. Yeah, it's been really enjoyable so far, obviously. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. Sort of the COVID situation going on in Sydney with plenty of meetings transferred and the zone system in place, but you know I couldn't have, I couldn't say that it hasn't been anything less than enjoyable. It's been awesome so far, and uh, it's only going to be it's only going to build over the upcoming months.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Speaking with Matt Jackson here, of course, uh, taking the reins from Tim Newbold as the Chief Sydney Grand Racing Caller. When the job came up, Matt, uh, did you get a bit excited and think, oh, gee, that's a great opportunity?
3: Yeah, absolutely. After the initial shock of, of Tim announcing his retirement, I think mm. it caught everybody by surprise. But it was probably not an initial uh, excitement reaction, obviously. I was entrenched in entrenched up here calling thoroughbreds and uh, harness and the odd greyhound meeting when Sydney would be away. So it wasn't something initially that uh, the excitement was there, but after a, a little bit of a think about it, of course, with my wife and, and mum and dad, that's when these sites started to build and I thought it was too good of an opportunity uh, to, to not have a go at, uh, being a number one caller of the code. anywhere's a, a big thrill, but typically Sydney uh, or Melbourne, the two premier states. In Australia, it's just too good not to not to have a go at.
1: Absolutely. Now, what's the race you're most looking forward to calling when you go through the New South Wales Greyhound Feature Racing calendar?
3: Well, it's easy to say that the million dollar chase, I mean, the, the million dollar carrot for the, the winner. It's it's unheard of, I guess, for the, the, the greyhound racing industry. So, of course, that. That's probably the, the number one. But in saying that, I can't wait to, to call the Golden Easter. It's just the mm. build-up of the, the three weeks of the series. Uh, although it's not leading into Easter next year, it's the week prior to Easter. just that build-up. Obviously, the, the racing, the, the, the Autumn Carnival as well, just such a, an aura around the racing industry at that time. So that's probably the one race that I can't wait to call it. The only million dollar race in Greyhound racing in the world. Um, yeah, I can't wait
1: for that either. Now, Maddie, before we let you go, we've only got a couple of minutes before we've got a break out to the presser from Glad- Gladys Bear Um What's the best dog, or who's the best dog you've ever called, and a dog that you're most looking forward to calling?
3: Yeah, without our question, I think every, if you ask every Greyhound caller what's the best dog you've called, Fernando Vale would have to be right up there, particularly mm. for. Uh, for guys that are my age, like quite young, uh, yeah, he's, he's a freak. I was fortunate enough to call him winning a, a heat of the Melbourne Cup uh, in Victoria and he pinged out from box one and did he like on that occasion. I've been fortunate, I've caught a couple of nice greyhounds so far. Um, up here in Sydney, here in Conway, is one of them, but the, the, the one greyhound I am looking forward to calling, but I haven't had the opportunity to call yet, is Wow. Mm. He's got, as changed the desk? he's got that bit of Wow factor. Uh, he jumps, he runs, and, and he's, a, he's a machine when he's on song, so he's probably the one that I can't wait to call. when when the zoning system uh, it goes back to normal, I suppose, he can to come back to, to Wentworth Park and, and tracks around this Sydney area. So yeah, he's probably the one I'm looking forward to to call up here.
1: Especially after last night. That was a, a brilliant performance, Maddie. We also look forward to having you come aboard the catching pen and uh, and contribute on uh, on Tuesday nights as well. Mate, good speaking to you, and I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, absolutely, and good to
3: speak to you as well, Mark. Take care.
1: Matt Jackson, Sydney Greyhound Chief Caller, joining us here and going, Greyhounds. That's it for the show. Of course, Gosford and Lismore tonight. Uh, Tomorrow, Bulleye, Richmond and Warhope, and on Thursday, Casino, Wagga and Dapto. Markets with Tab are available for the Fireball Final at Group 3 level at the Meadows this Saturday, as well as the Group 1 Maturity Classic Final. Uh, Lots to look forward to after a busy week without any... Uh, real um, feature racing, track records and the likes. Wonderful to see. Thanks to our guests. Uh, we'll head now to Gladys's presser.